and and that's that's been the the story uh for the bucks you know all, all year long um is having to or when they play the the chiefs let's say when they play the chiefs um they're going to need to keep up offensively the chiefs score quick and they score often um, Brady's going to have to get the ball out quick. He's going to have to limit his turnovers. If he plays like he did last week and has three turnovers, uh, three interceptions, they're not going to have a chance at all. So um, he's going to have to get Mike Evans involved early. He's going to have to get Chris Godwin involved early. Gronk, um, use Antonio Brown strategically, move him around, uh, get the defense guessing a little bit. But if he gets Mike Evans involved early, they're going to have to worry about him. And then you can get Godwin involved, you know, hit Gronk a little bit. It's the Chiefs have the weaker defense, but at the same time, it's not weak to the point where they can't play with, with the Bucks. We've already seen it earlier this year. They had no problem handling them. Um, so Brady's going to have to, you know, get everyone involved. He has a lot of weapons with Scotty Miller and Tyler Johnson, too, as role players, so he can check down to them at times. But um, one thing I like about the, this game that is interesting is is these kickers, and it's going to come down to special teams, I think, because the Bucks can score. We saw that last week. We know the Chiefs can score. We know it's going to be a close game, right? People are uh, assuming that it's going to be, you know, within three to six points. So the Bucks have a really strong kicker and suck up who's been, you know, 31 of 32 over the last, um, over his latest attempt. And the interesting part about that is, on the other hand, the Chiefs kicker, he has missed three postseason kicks already this season. So if it is that close of a game and, and the Bucks do shock us, right, and they and they keep it close, it could very well come down to Ryan Suckup, you know, making his field goals, making all of his extra points. And, uh, you know, that could be the difference in this game. So um, ultimately, in a dream world for the Bucks to win, it starts with them on defense and, and getting pressure on that offensive lineman who's missing uh, three starters and just keeping up offensively and being able to go score for score with, with Pat Mahomes and the Chiefs. Yeah, something that's a concern with that. I'm going to pass this over to Greg, who, by the way, for our viewers, listeners, you can't see it, but for our viewers, he's rocking the Bench Mob podcast sweatshirt and the hoodie right there. Hit us up to get your Bench Mob gear. Greg, we mentioned they their offensive line is depleted for the Chiefs, but something to throw out there as a stat, Patrick Mahomes has led the league in QBR at 96.8 against the Blitz. Even with a depleted line, do the Bucks have any chance of getting to Mahomes? Like they're going to have to rush four. They can't rush more than that because it'll probably hurt them in their defensive backs. Tell me, give me somehow that the Bucks can actually pull this out. There's, I can't answer that question because there's no way the Bucks are going to win the game. <laughs> there's no way the Bucks, and, and you know why? Because I used to be the person that used to say, um, "Run the ball." make it difficult on, like, just make it difficult on Mahomes in the sense that he doesn't have the ball. He can't control the clock. There's no time of possession, right? And you've seen against really explosive offenses like this one in the past, teams have gone to the run game and tried to just ground and pound and keep him on the, on the sideline. And it's worked. That's worked conventionally in the past. But the problem is the Chiefs can play any way you want to play. If you want to run and ground and pound, they got Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. They got um, – God, Damian Williams, they got the other running back too. Like they're 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 ready to run too. And I know that they're running their offensive line is compromised right now. But the strange thing with teams like the Chiefs and really good championship level teams is that no matter how how many injuries they have on that offensive line, they always find a way to be functional. They pass protect well enough. They they just get enough 
guards on the ground too, right? They create enough holes for their running backs to get through. As even when they're compromised on the on the line, you have injuries. So, um, no, nah, man, I I don't see any way <laughs> the Bucks win this game. Literally, the only way the Bucks are gonna win this game is if Leonard Fournette and uh, Rojo go crazy. Like they just kind of run all the because it's not gonna be Brady. It, Brady can't outgun Patrick Mahomes. Like it's, it can't happen. It, it is it's it's not going to work. So yeah. it's gonna have to because you can't win the shootout. It's just it doesn't work. It does, it's not gonna make any sense. So. Um, yeah, and, and also, if you think about – I know Chris said, don't let uh, Tariq get behind you, roll safety over to the side, right? Like, just make sure. And that's 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 great, all fine and good. Yo, Kelsey's going to kill you on the intermediate routes. Yeah. You're single covering him. If you can't du- – you can double two people, fine. They have Watkins, they have McCole Hardman, who's just as fast as Tariq, almost just as fast. Like, they they literally have they're, – they're the warriors on steroids. It's like – KD Warriors. That's what they are. They're the KD Warriors of football. There's no way you can guard them. It's, it's impossible. So they can run. They can ground a pound. Because they got Hilaire. And he's going to be healthy. He'll play this week. And they have the other running back, Williams, who's solid, who's really good. Um, and they have, they have Le'Veon Bell. I didn't even bring him up. I didn't even bring him up. I'm sure he'll have a big game this week. If they want to go yeah. ground a pound, that's how they want to play. Right? He'll do a little hesitation by the line and find holes. It's there's no way. I'm sorry. There's I I think I know the Tom Brady apologists are out there and they want to see him win another one. He's washed. Look, it, it, and you know what? They the, the Bucks had a very good year, but Brady is washed, bro. Like he's just this is a, he's a different kind of wash. He's obviously a phenomenal football mind and he's he wins with his mind, but his body is failing him. We see it all the time. Like it's not yeah. the same. Like these these mistakes he's making. Some of these throws, he's sailing on receivers, like the ones we saw on Mike Evans last week, or or does his his willingness to to not to not to, to try to avoid the hit, right? He doesn't want to get sacked. He's throwing, he's getting rid of the ball. You know who I saw do that for years? On when his, when he was on his way out, Eli Manning. Eli Manning, your boy, the same thing, and I hated it, and I hated it. Those last two three years of Eli being a giant, it was it was painful because. Eli would stand in the pocket and take shots and at his prime and make big throws because of it. But you saw in the regular season as he aged, right, the way Brady's are is aging now at 43, right? That they don't want to take those shots, man. They're not about to get hit by the corner. They're not gonna hang in there and take that the shot off the cornerback blitz and deliver the perfect strike to their wide receiver who's wide open down the field. Nah, man, they're getting that thing up out of there fast, which means hey man, I don't care where this thing goes. I just I'm just not taking the shot. Like so there's no way they're going to bring pressure. They're going to be creative. Spagnolo is the defensive coordinator of the Chiefs, and we know he was the defensive coordinator of the New York Giants when we beat him twice. Yeah, like I mentioned that. So it, he's going to have something for him. He got something for him, man. Like, I'm not saying Brady won't have success in this game. Brady's too smart of a quarterback and too good of a quarterback to not be good. And just knowing the way Antonio cuts these clips up, he'll cut that part out when he posts this clip. But just for the record, right? So so it it, it it's, you know, I don't – it's, it is what it is. Like they're gonna they're gonna hang in there for about two quarters and then the Chiefs run away. It won't be that entertaining. We'll, we'll be able to get an early night sleep that night. Yeah, <laughs> I, I I gotta agree with you. I think if 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 the Chiefs, I mean, if, if the Chiefs go up, right? If they go up two scores, it's over. And because the the Bucks aren't gonna be able to keep up, regardless if they have AB, Godwin, Gronk, they're not as good collectively and they're not in sync and in rhythm as you know Tyreek Hill and and you know, Kelsey, McCall Hardman. We saw last week, right, McCall Hardman, how fast he was when he took that jet sweep to the – almost to the crib, 50-plus yards. 
And then he came in, uh, had that bubble route, and then punched in the end zone for, for the score. So um, the Chiefs have weapons when, when Tyreek's locked up or, or Kelsey's locked up, but you're right, they're not going to be able to do both. Um, and if they do, they got Hardman. They got Le'Veon Bell in the backfield. They got Clyde Edwards-Alaire, who's coming back from injury, who's probably going to be amped to play in his first Super Bowl. Um, and, and what's crazy, too, is, you know, this guy's a rookie, came off of uh, the LSU championship with Joe Burrow. So a lot of these players, from the Chiefs at least, last year, they were they had that winning mentality, right? They, they won it all, and now they're coming back for round two. Uh, these guys have been a part of that winning culture, and they have that winning mentality. So they're looking to repeat, man, and – you know, Clyde Edwards-Alaire, obviously new to the team, but not new to uh, coming off the championship. So I'm sure he's amped and ready to go. And Andy Reid, obviously the better coach here. So it'll be a good one, but uh, I don't know. I don't know how long it's going to go. I hope it drags out a little bit to like the end of the third quarter where it's a good game up until then. I don't think so, but uh, we'll see. Yo, with, with this being the case, do you think if you are the GM of the Bucks? Are y'all in a quarterback discussion? Like Brady talking about he want to play till 45. Are you giving Brady another year, two years after this year? I would be in the quarterback discussion if I were them, but they won't be. <laughs> but they won't be. They they paid him what, 50 million for two years, so 25 each. You you it's hard to bench a 25 million dollar year quarterback, even if you're even if he is 44. No, I mean he got you to the Super Bowl this year, right? You guys got there with him. He's earned it under respectfully, he's earned it. Yeah, respectfully, he's earned another chance to run it back with you and, and play again. And, and, yeah, you surrounded him with every weapon known to man. And it's funny how it won't be enough. It's just any other year this Bucks team would win a Super Bowl. It's, it's kind of crazy. Um, yeah. but this year this year is not their year. And 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 I, I would say there are holes in this Bucks team, too. I, again, I, Tom's lack of mobility, like if you can break through the offensive line with a good pass rush, you can beat them. So there's that piece of it right there. Like that, this Bucks team is really good. But they've got holes. They've got weaknesses. And their corners are horrible. Their corners aren't good. They've done a good job in the playoff somewhat, right? But, like, these guys can get beat. They get beat deep all the time. These corners are really aggressive. And the defense is undisciplined. Once a game, they get called for an unnecessary roughness. And you can count on it. I They should be a bet on, on how many unnecessary roughness calls are going to be. <laughs> That's how many times they get called for that during the game. And, you know, so Brady deserves a chance to run it back. And circling back to what we were talking about a little bit before – even if you get pressure on Pat Mahomes, when he's he's better when he's backpedaling. He's just a different type of quarterback. He throws the ball better when he's backpedaling. Like when he's trying to get away from guys and on the move, he's a better quarterback. He's he's yeah. hard. You can't sack the guy. So I, re I read a crazy stat today that Mahomes has a higher completion rate when he's blitz than when he does when he's you know not blitz. Right. So he's, when he's when when they're not bringing any pressure at all, he throws. 55% uh, completion rate. When when they are bringing pressure, it goes up to 66. And that's just because he's so comfortable outside of the pocket. He's not one that just stands in the pocket. He likes to roll out, move around, and have his uh, receivers create plays downfield, which is obviously great to see. You know, it's not the route that was designed for that play, but uh, it just shows you how in sync they are and how on the same page him, Kelsey, Tyreek Hill, McCall Hardman are um, able to do that. Throwing off his back foot. Uh, even when he has pressure, he's not always throwing the ball, right? This guy, kid can move, unlike Brady. Um, he can go down the field and get you a 40-yard run. Uh, it's not often, but he, he can definitely do it, and he, he's shown that, that he can do that, which is uh, going to gonna be probably half the battle for them to to win the game because you know the Bucks are going to try to bring pressure, but obviously Mahomes is 
smart enough to get that ball out quick and, and beat the pressure. But I think a big part of this game is going to be him using his legs. If I were the if I were the Bucks, I would sit back in some cover six zone and just and just let them paper cut me to death and hope they get field goals instead of touchdowns. It won't yeah. work. But that's I wouldn't even blitz. And I know they will blitz because Todd Bowles likes to blitz a lot, which is foolish in this game that he's gonna get burned. Because those corners on the island with Tyreek Tariq and them dudes is it's it's gonna be a, it's gonna be a long night. Listen, they they played this team twice already this season, so you you know they have a good understanding of of what's expected of them, and just from seeing the Chiefs torch other teams, the Bucks are going to have to be very weary going into this game of of what they have to do, and they're going to know what they have to do. I don't I don't think Todd Bowles is going to be foolish enough to uh, blitz often, even though that's what he likes to do. He might have to stray away from that this week, um, just because everything's on the line, right? It's the last game of the season. You're playing at home. Who wants to get blown out at home? You got to make it somewhat interesting. So I think they're going to try to keep it as close as possible. And I think honestly they're going to be conservative. They're, we're going to see a lot of zone. We're going to see a lot of you know cover three, keeping everything in front, cover four. Um, I, I don't think they're they're bold enough to go man. Right? You're not going to go man with Tyreek Hill. You're not going to go man with Kelsey. You know you'll get blown down the field. So um, it, it'll be real interesting to see. After this weekend, I mean all accounts, everybody's picking the Chiefs. Where does this put Mahomes on the trajectory of all-time greats? He hasn't even been in the, year, in the league for five years yet, and he's already had such great success from day one, basically. So he wins. Where does this put him amongst the greats? He's the best quarterback I've ever seen in my life. It's like, he's the best quarterback I've ever seen in my life. And it's not, I don't even think it's that, it's not debatable to me. He's better, he's better than Tom ever was. They're going to be sick at that one. He's better, at Tom, he's better than Tom ever was. Um, yeah, no, he's, he's better, Noah, he's better than Tom ever was. Like, Pat Mahomes is better than Tom Brady ever was. Um, he's better than Aaron ever was, Aaron Rodgers. He's better than Pey- Peyton Manning ever was. It, it, there's there's no accurate way there's no good way there's no quarterback to really describe the, this there's no way to describe him if I had to describe Aaron, Aaron not Aaron Rodgers Pat Mahomes I would say he's a mix of Aaron Rodgers and Brett, and Brett Favre he's just a key with more speed mix. than both of them yeah, yeah he's Question. better yeah I'm glad you brought up Brett Favre what did y'all oh. think oh, oh. about Brett Favre's comments of basically telling Deshaun Watson he has too much money to be complaining or to be trying to get traded. Now, Brett Favre forced his way out of Green Bay at the end of his career to the, the Vikings. And then from the Jets, went to the Vikings. There we go. Brett Favre, should he really be speaking on this? What, what was your take on this? I got the vibe of shut up and, and play. That's the vibe. Yeah, I got. yeah and I think, I think that's what it's coming down to, right? Like, you can't make that – as great as Brett Favre was, you can't make that comment when you did the same thing. Granted, he did it at the end of his career where he didn't want to, you know, or he thought he didn't want to go out on a, in a losing streak and whatnot. But at the same time, like, you can't knock somebody else for doing it early in their career just because they're early in his career. Deshaun Watson was better than you were early on, right? So I think Deshaun Watson's proved that, like, hey, if you're not going to give me the pieces that I need around me, then I got to go. And, and, and for Brett Favre to come out and say that, like, He's saying it from from a place of like it was different back then when he played in the league. It wasn't like you stuck with the team that you were because you didn't have that. It's it's not like it is now. It's kind of like basketball now where like your opinion as a player carries weight. 
And and back then it didn't. Like, I mean, you could complain about, oh, my team sucks, this and that, I want out, but they're not trading you, right? If you sign and, and they uh, got four more years, you're not going nowhere. But now it's such a hostile, like, environment. Deshaun Watson already said, like, he, he might sit out the 2021 season if they don't, you know, make a, make a move for him. Um, that's not how it was back then. And, and for, for Brett Favre to say that, man, it just shows that, it was different when he played. I get why he's saying it because it was different when he played, but he, he has to understand that it, the league right now isn't what it was back then. And Deshaun Watson was better than you were early on in your career at this point in time. Brett Favre said, shut up. <laughs> shut up. Bro. Like, get out of here, yo. Like, that was the dumbest thing. First of all, it's hypocritical for him to say that just because forced, he forced his way out. And he knows how controlling the league is. I mean, he had, didn't he have to retire just to make the move? Just to make the move to come back, he had to. That, he had to literally retire to get out of get from get out of their control, get out of the yeah. Packers' control. And so, for him to act as if like he's against player mobility now, all these years later, and sit on his high horse after he's retired and made all of his money, and and see this happening with Deshaun Watson, who's playing for a horrible organization, who misuses their talent all the time. There's a long list, right? Um, to, for him to act as if, like, Deshaun's wrong for wanting out of that situation, is it's crazy to me. So, let me, so let, me, let me get this straight. So, Brett has the right to want to move on from a, from a situation he deemed to be bad uh, because only because Aaron Rodgers was behind him. That's the only reason why he wanted out, right? Insecurity, right? Because he knew there was a bad dude behind him. And then, so Deshaun doesn't have the right to want out when his organization blatantly lies to him, right? Like, yeah, they paid him, but that's that's a small part of the fraction. A player of Deshaun's caliber, you have to make sure you're you're you're, you're in it to win every year. There's no excuse for four win seasons when you have a quarterback of Deshaun's caliber on your team. It, that doesn't work. It doesn't fly. This is this is this is the new era of pro sports. If you if you have that much time on your team, you assemble that much time. You have you get a group of talented players. You get JJ Watt. You get Deshaun Watt. Deshaun Watson. There is no excuse for only winning four games and then lying to your star player and having an owner that's calls black players inmates. Like there's a lot of things going on here with the Texans. Okay. It's not, it's not like this, just this, this didn't just happen. This has been brewing for a long time. There's probably things we don't know about that organization. So the China has every right to want out of there. And by the way, I want to tell the listeners too, the Sean going for no less than five first round picks. If you think otherwise you are a fool, I'm sorry. He just is. This does not happen in the NFL. Think about the last time a player of, the, of Deshaun Watson's talent level hit the open market. It has not – yo, it's never happened. It's, it's literally never happened. No one this good at the quarterback position has ever been available for trade. Now, I know Deshaun's not technically available yet, and he may never be available. We'll see what happens. But this is – though, it's five first-rounders to get into the dance. That's it. And he opened it up to other teams. There's a report today from SNY saying that He's not just looking at the Jets, which means the Jets don't control the market anymore. Jets can't lowball them and offer them their first round pick and something else like Quinn Williams. No, nah, that's done. Five first round picks to be in a dance. If you can't offer five first round picks, you can't talk about it. It's done. That, that's what he's going for. Jared Goff committed three first round picks in the open market. Kirk Cousins got $90 million on the open market on three year deal. Kirk Cousins sucks. He got $90 million on the open market. Okay, just understand the way the market works. I had some people hitting me in my DMs talking about, oh, I wouldn't give up um, five first round picks unless I was a winning team, ready to team, team ready to run now. Let me tell you something. You're wrong. Like, you're just wrong. They're, they're, it makes no sense. 
the quarterback position is the most important position in all of sports. If you can get your quarterback, everything else will fall into place. Even if you're a one in 10 team, guess what? Those first rounders are not going to be, there's a 99.9% there's a chance that all five of the first rounders you give up, none of them will be better. None of them are going to be better than Deshaun Watson. None of them will be better. It's, it's a crapshoot. It's a crapshoot. Okay. Get your quarterback, figure the rest out. That's all I got to say. I think a one in team would be better suited to do that because the first round picks kind of don't mean nothing. They're towards the end of the, we can afford to give that up if we're in a position to win. For example, a team I want to throw out there that nobody really is talking about, but I think would be absolutely beautiful. If they were to trade Deshaun Watson to the Cleveland Browns, get Baker Mayfield out of there, <laughs> and some draft picks with that talent, with those two running backs, a healthy Odell to actually get him the ball, and Jarvis Landry, and Hoover. Tell me what y'all think about that. Deshaun Watson on Cleveland with those weapons. I think the offense is complete. You looking at, with, with an offense like that, you looking at the, the Bucks right now with, with more speed at quarterback. Um, that's a complete offense right there because you got Nick Chubb in the backfield with Kareem Hunt, and then you got Jarvis on one side, Odell on the other. He's interchangeable with with Higgins. He's been balling out. And then they got to get their tight end situation figured out whether Njoku's going to stay or it's going to be Austin Hooper. But regardless of that, you're looking at a complete offense. Now, here comes the question. Is Deshaun Watson going to be able to play with that many weapons? We talk about it all the time. When you are a quarterback and you're used to playing with only one star player, he was playing with DeAndre Hopkins. That was his guy. That's who he knew he was going to in certain situations, you know, third and long, where's Hopkins? That's who I'm throwing to. Hopkins is going to come down and one hand that like, ah, right? Now you, you, now it's comical, man. He has Will Fuller and he has Brandon Cooks. And and the thought that Bill O'Brien, the way this man thought that he could, ship off Hopkins and bring in Brandon Cooks and thought that was the the fix for everything. Uh, that's that's a whole nother conversation. But at, but at the end of the day, Watson has never had this much talent around him. And we talking about it like it already happened, right? <laughs> but if, if this was the case and he was to go to Cleveland, he's going to have to adjust to having that many options around him, knowing who he's going to throw to. And, and it's probably easier said than, than I'm making it seem to be. But at the same time, there's chemistry that you have to build. There's timing that you have to build. And uh, we certainly know with Odell in the past and egos, um, you know, that could play a factor too. Hey, why, why is, you know, Landry getting more touches than me type thing. So I, I think, I think it, they'd be unstoppable if, if that was the case and they would definitely uh, run the Bengals division, which I'm, you know, salty about, but, you know, that's a different discussion. <laughs> I think it would work also on an aspect. Looking at some of these other teams, like we mentioned the Chiefs, they make sure everybody get the ball, everybody eats. So maybe they could take a page out of their playbook, not actually, you know, what they're running maybe, but the same type of mindset. They got a bunch yeah. of options, but Kelsey happy, Hartman happy, Tariq Hill happy. I know Le'Veon Bell happy. He ain't on them Jets no more. Like, everybody. everybody and they all happy. getting paid. And they all getting paid. Greg, Cleveland? Yeah, it's in a dream world. Cleveland's a great place for Deshaun Watson. It makes a lot of sense. But you, you got to think about it. Here's the, here's the issue. If I'm the Texan and I'm looking at draft capital, 
just draft capital. Unless you're going to give me like Miles Garrett, who are you coming up off of? Because you can give me five first round picks if you're the, if you're the Browns, but a bad team's first round picks are more viable than yours. Just no, just no other way around it. So if I get five first rounders from the Jets versus the Browns, those five first rounders are going to be gold. Now, none of them, none of them will be better than Deshaun Watson, but they'll be very high. They'll be high level players you can add to your team if you're, if you're the Texans. So, yes, in a dream world. It, it works. You can give Baker Mayfield and, and all that stuff. I think the problem with this trade, too, is you got to look at who, how teams grade out these quarterbacks. Every team is different. I, I don't know how the Texans feel about the Baker Mayfield. Baker Mayfield was, was much improved this year, but maybe they like, I don't know, maybe they, maybe, maybe they like Sam Darnold more in some weird world. I'm not saying Sam Darnold's better. He's definitely not. Maybe they do. Yo, these teams are weird, man. I just heard Miles tell me Daniel Jones isn't better than Tua. So I don't know, you know, people can think anything. People can think anything. So in all seriousness, and and that was serious about that too, Miles is wilding. But in all all seriousness, I I mean, yes, that trade would be incredible. It would make them by far the prohibitive favorites to win the entire thing next year. And, I mean, Odell and and, and Jarvis would would be super, super excited to have them. But I just, I just think this is going to go the other way. I think that he's going to end up on a, on a team that's not that great because those picks. I mean, the Jets really have an offer that's incredible. The Jets really, the Jets can really do this with those Jam- Jamal Adams trades. They're per- they're perfectly positioned. They have the best offer because you can give them Sam Donald and you can give them the second overall pick in this year's draft. They can take whoever they want. It's going to be a quarterback, obviously. They'll have an open competition and they have picks for days to draft and add to their team and make them more talented for that next quarterback. The Jets by far, because of the number two pick, have the best, the best package. Just do it. Just do it. It, 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 It's not even hard to think about. You get the Sean Watson and you get to build around him through free agency, bring some other wide receivers in in the door. Man, look, I I know it's it's gonna start off bleak. They're gonna win four or five games that first year, which (laughs) defeats the purpose. But it'll it'll turn around with time. You get your quarterback, it'll work out. It's just they have the best package. I don't think the Browns. I don't think the Browns do. But the, if the Browns get them, come on. Well, what the are thing, we? Talking? The thing that we also have to mention for our listeners, our viewers, to keep in mind with all of these rumors, Deshaun Watson has a no trade clause. So if he decides I don't want to go to New York, it's not going to happen. So that's something that we got to keep in mind too with the trades um back to the super bowl a little bit off topic just want to figure out y'all gonna tune in i haven't watched over the last couple years really are y'all tuning in to the halftime show this year with the weekend did the super bowl actually did the nfl get it right this year i know it's been a lot of debate and i know jay-z was supposed to be helping with the talent and who they choose at the halftime shows last year it was who was it? It was wasn't it J Lo and J Lo, Yeah, yep. fire. So, do you fire? <laughs> you feel? How you feel about the weekend this year? It was fire for them. It was fire for them, bro. They they've been messing this thing up for years. Okay, you know who they should have and they have not gotten, and I and I know why. Chris Brown. Chris Brown, the best performer you could get. I I promise you that you're gonna be crazy. Take a Chris Brown. The weekend's gonna be good. I think I'll tune in to his his performance. I mean, he's a, he's a talented guy, um, but it's it just wouldn't be. It's, I'm telling you, you got Chris you, Brown, yo, that joke would be crazy. You know why though? Because they're not giving up the bag. That's why. To get Chris Brown, you need to give up the bag. 
And Chris Brown, you're right. He he is an all time. Pro- I've seen him in concert, bro. I'm in here like, you know, doing my doing my thing, doing <laughs> doing my moves. But like, nah, for real, Chris Chris Brown, like, he would set it off, and and I guarantee you, he would grow their ratings for for years to come. Uh, I mean, I thought J Lo and Shakira last year did, did a, a good job. You know, I was I was down with their 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 reggaeton vibe, not reggaeton, but you know, whatever you call it. But um. No, nah, my favorite, my favorite was uh a few years ago actually when they had um I'm trying to think of boy's name he pulled up in the uh the drop top you know uh, not it was Bruno Mars but not like not his part who who came up uh I'll, I'll think of the name after but uh yeah man I, I think that's that's a good one uh Chris Brown I would love to see uh. Meek Mill out there too. I know. I know Meek Mill is an acquired taste, and uh, you know he he's again an acquired taste, right? We'll just leave it at that. But at the same time, I think everything that he's done for the culture up to date, I think that would hit really well and like land really well with a lot of people, um, especially with everything that went on last year with BLM. Um, Meek Mill would that would definitely be a uh, you know, a voice and, and uh, it'd be good to see him for, you know, a lot of young black men growing up. And Meek Mill would be good to watch for that, but I, I just think Chris Brown, bro. Uh, yeah, so, uh, if we talking about all-around performer, you so, got it with Chris Brown. I, I can't say anybody else besides man. Chris. Yeah, I like that. And we talk yeah. about the culture, too, and I'm like, so I want to cut you off. When you talk about the culture, too, there's so many artists you could choose from. There's so many artists you could choose from. If you put, Ken- they would never put Kendrick on there. Kendrick would have, Kendrick would have people shook. It's, 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 that, it's, that, Kendrick, it's that two America John. Like he would, yeah. he pulled people with, with black people in prison cells behind him, and it would just be like you would have you would have all the viewership just like oh boy, like you know what I'm saying? The NFL would get up in arms. It, it, that that'd be a good one. But what were you gonna say, John? I was gonna say yeah on the grand scheme across the board. I don't think anybody will argue with Chris Brown, no matter the race or any like. Top-notch performer, the greatest performer we've seen since Michael Jackson. Mm-hmm. Outside of his issues in court and personal issues, if none of those things happened, I think he was on the trajectory of maybe passing MJ. That's how great Chris Brown is. Everybody will love it. I don't see how anybody will have an issue with that. Yeah. Transitioning, we're going to draft our top three Super Bowl moments. I, I like think that. everybody on the show knows three moments that Greg is going to choose will be all Giants moments, <laughs> but let's see what happens. We're going to actually give the first pick to Chris, just so we don't start off with Giants love. Chris, who's what's your number one Super Bowl moment? You know what's crazy, too, and I'm glad that you just said that? One of one of the – I have two picks right here that I could do for going first first round, right? And and one of them is a Giants play from 2008, but I'm gonna leave it to Greg because I know Greg got that same play, so I'm gonna let that be his his first pick. I'm gonna go personally with the Malcolm uh, Butler goal line interception on Russell Wilson. Uh, obviously, a stupid play call as as we've heard about, as we witnessed. Um, you're at the one yard line, you want to throw a slant route when you have Marshawn Lynch in the backfield. You know that really analysts really criticized Pete Carroll on that call for <laughs> every right reason, right? You got Marshawn Lynch had a great season. 
he's beast mode. You know he's going to punch it in at the one-yard line. Why are you throwing the ball? And, you know, you lose the game on a silly call like that. And then you're sit, sitting on the sideline like this, chewing your gums sick. So uh, <laughs> I'm going to go with my boy Malcolm Butler. He's still playing great to this day. He made a name for himself that day. And now he's on, on the Titans killing it. So uh, Malcolm Butler for me. Greg, go ahead. What's your what's your pick? Hold on. How many picks do we get? Is the question. You get three. Oh, you got three. Greedy. The Giants don't get the Giants don't get love right away. Um, okay. But I'm gonna go with James Harrison. Um, I believe the fumble return where he goes like ninety some odd yards. Was it a fumble interception? Interception. Interception. Even even crazier. Interception. Yeah. Um, where he goes like ninety some odd yards and tumbles his way down to the end zone. You don't even know how he gets there. Um, I was rooting for the Cardinals so hard that 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 Super Bowl, and I hope my girl doesn't listen to this podcast. It'll be tight. But, because uh, she's a big Steelers fan. But, um, nah, man, that, that was an incredible play. That was an incredible play. I got to give I gotta give credit where credit is due. That would be one of the top Super Bowl moments I've ever seen, for sure. Yeah. I didn't see this moment, and I know he's not on with us today, but Miles would understand this one. My number one moment is Joe Namath winning that as a Jet, predicting it, calling it. That was I obviously was not alive for that one. Uh, the oldest person on this show is Miles. He's about 35, so he might have seen, like, the first couple films. I've never seen it, but Joe Namath, and being that, that's literally the only time they ever won a Super Bowl and probably will ever win a Super Bowl. For our lifetimes, everybody that's on here will probably <laughs> die, and they won't win again. So I think that holds a lot of weight. Joe Namath winning the Super Bowl. Second pick going you, Chris. Yeah, I like that. I like that. Um, my second pick is a little unconventional. It's not a touchdown. It's not a, you know, it's not an interception, but it's a good, solid play in a good moment. Uh, y'all remember the Legion of Boom? Of course. That, that ring a bell. You know, some some time long ago, the Legion of Boom, where where the Seahawks were dominant on defense. There's a man by the name of Richard Sherman, who used to be the baddest cornerback in the NFL. I see Greg smiling over there too, because he know he know Richard Sherman was a bad man, right? So, all right, Richard Sherman, his play in the corner of the end zone on Michael Crabtree. This was. A long time ago when our man Colin Kaepernick was the quarterback in that Super Bowl uh, through that corner route to, to Michael Crabtree and Richard Sherman just deflected it. And then really the reason why I'm drafting this play is not for the play itself. It was a great play, right? You know, helped seal the win, but for that post-game interview, right? The reporter came up to him. She said, what did he say to you? <laughs> he said, that's what you get when you line me up against a star receiver like Crabtree. And she's like, <laughs> he, he said, don't you ever talk about me. And she said, who said what? <laughs> Yo, she was sick. <laughs> Yo, but nah, Richard Sherman, was, he was heated that game uh, all for the right reasons. You know, came off a great win. But uh, yeah, man, I, I, th- I think that was a great play. And obviously, you know, a staple in, in our era for, for post-game interviews. And still to that day, man, I remember that like it was yesterday. Are we getting the Giants a love next? You got to. I mean, the Giants got – to me, I'll pick a play that everyone knows, the David Tyreek helmet catch. I don't care if you're a Giants fan. I don't care if you're a Patriots fan. I don't care what team you root for. You got to admit this one of the greatest moments ever. Um, I think it was voted the greatest one ever in Super Bowl history. But um, 
for Eli to get out of the, get out of that sack, the and only the way Eli could, where he's stumbling around, you think he's gonna get hit, and he throws the thing up, and you're like, it's gonna be a pick, and you're just freaking out, and for David Tyree to come down with the ball on his head and trap it against his helmet, man, it should be my number one. It would be most people's number one. It's not my number one. My number one is is the next one that I I, I it's the single greatest play I've ever seen in my life. But we'll get there. But that's yeah, I'm about to say hold that, hold that. Mm-hmm. Well. I guess you're trying to change it up for fans because we all know how much you love the Giants and you have a part-time job with them. But I'll go to my pick. Devin Hester, kickoff return that year in the Super Bowl. He already had in the regular season six touchdowns returned and they still kicked it to him. I remember that. I was watching it. I was lit. Like, I did not think they was going to actually kick it to Devin Hester. And to start off the game – with a 92-yard kickoff return, Devin Hester, till this day, is definitely in the top three to five kickoff punt returners in NFL history. Yeah. Last pick, Chris. One of the best special team players for sure. But uh, last nice. pick, last pick, got to be very uh, smart with this one. And I'm going to take it back. See, I'm not – when we did this segment, I wasn't going off of all time, right? I'm going off of our era, what we grew up on, right? So, I mean, there's, I'm sure there's plenty more before us, right? Even when we were little. But if we're talking about recently, I'm going to go with the Philly special. And here's why. Nick Foles. You know how many people count? <laughs> Greg over here is sick, too, because he hates Philly. Yo, you know how many people? <laughs> Yo, he's Sick. <laughs> you know, that's gonna be a great clip yeah uh, yo Nick Foles the Philly special you know how many people counted that man out right he didn't play all of the regular season he came in for Carson Wentz who was hurt in ball he's the reason they got to the playoffs he's the reason they won playoff games and got to the Super Bowl and then in the Super Bowl, it was his time to shine. Even though he's not doing much now with the Bears, you know, he's in and out with Mitchell Trebrinsky, getting subbed in, getting subbed out. It doesn't matter. His year was 2017 when he took the Philadelphia Eagles to the Super Bowl. And then his greatest moment in that game was not him throwing a touchdown. We knew he could throw touchdowns, right? But when they called the Philly special and he rolled out, no one came with him. He's sitting in that end zone like this catching his first, you know, touchdown pass, whatever, in the NFL. Um, great play call and even better catch by him. Simple catch, but in that moment for a quarterback to catch the ball like that, mind you, a backup quarterback um, to have the composure and whatnot to, to, you know, make that catch so gracefully and uh, ultimately bring Philly a championship. Like, you got you to gotta put the Philly special on there. I'm sorry, Greg. I'm not mad at that. I mean, didn't he beat the pass in that Super Bowl? He hates the pass more. I hate the pass yep. more than anything. Well, I'm good with that. I mean, I'm good with that. It's cool. So, um, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed that game uh, until until I realized Philly fans had the Super Bowl. But now, um, that's not that's something tells me they won't be they won't be talking about Super Bowls in Philly for a long time because this situation with quarterbacks is real bad right now. So they got to figure out right there. Um, bet they wish they had Daniel Jones. But um, the next pick that I, I have is the single greatest play I've ever seen in my life. It's the uh, 2011 Super Bowl. Eli Manning drops back. Mario Manningham runs up the sideline. Uh, cover two. Safety's coming over the top. 
he drops the ball. Eli drops the ball in a bucket that it literally makes no sense. The ball just falls perfectly on right, like two, three inches out of out of bounds, only in a place where Mario Manningham could have caught it. Mario Manningham catches the ball, drags his feet, both feet in bounds, falls out of bounds perfectly. It was the dagger in that football game. The most cold-blooded throw I've ever seen. Eli Manning off that throw alone to be in the Hall of Fame. I don't care. There's a lot of debates about Eli Manning being in the Hall of Fame. That throw alone, gets in, the, in that moment, in that moment, in that game, you tell me your favorite quarterback man throw like that in the Super Bowl, I'll call you a liar too. Like, there's no <laughs> way. There's no way. That is, that is an incredible – that's a Super Bowl. That is, that is a Hall of Fame play. It's one of the greatest plays I've ever seen. Like, the greatest throw. The greatest throw I've ever seen. I've never seen a better throw than that in my life. For him, to, and it's not, yeah, I, I know right now I'm bleeding blue and, you know, the Giants, you know, people are going to talk crazy in the comments. Come at me with better, with better plays. Tell me about a better throw, a better pure throw by a quarterback against Heath put that ball right in a bucket. The safety was there. He threw his man out of danger, kept him in bounds. And a, that was third down, bro. It was third and nine. Huge play. Huge play in the game. Cold-blooded, man. Eli Manning. Can't spell elite without Eli. Uh, shout out to Eli Manning. I love to come over. I have you on the show, man. I, I respect you. I don't know about else on this show. Yo, you blushing right now. That's that's, <laughs> that's crazy. Really blushing. Yo. He said it. He said, "Shout out to Eli. Can't wait to have you on the show." Yo, Eli. can't spell elite without Eli. Eli. <laughs> yeah. He got he got that glitter filter by his eyes right now. Yeah, what's, what's up with you, guy? Eli, yo. You good? Eli is a the, the greatest Giants quarterback ever. That was an incredible. Play incredible play. And, I don't. I don't. It only hit different if you if you won some Super Bowls. Your team won. So you know what I'm saying. Like most of the fans who come at me, they root for teams like the, the who they root for. Like who they told. We talking about. Say it. I dare you the, to say it. The Jaguars. I mean the Bengals. <laughs> <laughs> the Bengals of all teams. I ain't got to talk about that. <laughs> you know, you know hey, we, we like, looking good for the next for the next ten years. We looking good. Super Bowl is so hard to come by. Like that's the hey. thing. Bro. When you when you win two of them in your lifetime, like you got you got a basket, it, man. I, the fact that I can pick two memories and in, in this draft, and they're both giant memories. Oh man, I root for a prestigious franchise, bro. I root for a prestigious franchise, bro. I, look, don't get this thing right. I'm telling y'all, but Eli, like for real. Shout out to Eli Manning, man. I don't know. He doesn't have an Instagram, but shout out to him. Yeah. Um. Not disagreeing with that play, but Chris, what's up? Eli Manning is a Hall of Famer, and yeah, what? I think so, uh, and, and uh, yeah, I know that's not what you were expecting me to say, but but I, I do think so. His last few seasons were horrendous, but I think early on in his career, bringing um, two Super Bowls, right, Greg? Two Super Bowls. Two, yeah, two. I, I mean, I. I think I think you gotta, you know, two Super Bowls. You you gotta cap that off with, with a Hall of Fame run. Um, he's like Greg said, he's had great moments. That David Tyree catch, obviously, that wasn't him. That was just David Tyree making hold a phenomenal on. play. Hold See, on, Chris, no, no, no. Chris, Chris, hold that on, was hold a jump second. ball. Hold on one second, yo. It, it's not just the Super Bowls. You're gonna, you're gonna do them with the services legacy. It was the playoff yeah. runs too. It was going on the road to Lambeau. Beating Listen, Brett. you ain't you ain't let me finish. Oh, I'm about to say. I'm about to say. <laughs> I don't know. He's trying to come crazy right now. Yeah, it's, it's, I told Antonio you. trying to come crazy, not I me. I told you. I told you. Listeners, viewers, he is a part-time attorney for the Giants. <laughs> nah, bro. I'm never been no attorney. And the Mets. <laughs> definitely I'm never been no attorney for that. <laughs> definitely the Mets. Definitely the Mets. But no, I, I, for real, for real, I think 
Eli Eli deserves his spot to to be in the Hall of Fame. We've seen people get into the Hall of Fame for less, right? So it's only right that that Eli gets in, bringing the New York Giants two Super Bowls, and again, yeah, his playoff runs, you know, his longevity in the league, being consistent up until his last two years. Um, you know, he's played with the best of the best and and proved that um, he is one of the best of the best. So. Yeah, I'll, I'll give him his credit, you know, for Greg's sake. He he definitely deserves to, to go ahead and be in the league. But just know, Greg, Joe Burrow is so young, and he is I'm so – I'm not talking about Joe no, Burrow. No, 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 no. Hold, hold up, hold up. Let me finish. Let me finish. Let me finish. This dude said you were give up five first-round picks for him. He was an open market. Liar, liar, liar. That's not familiar. Yo, not for nothing, Joe Burrow is so young and so talented. Already came off an LSU championship. We know that that's old news now. The Bengals line is horrendous. We're going to get that fixed this year for him. I promise you. He's going to come back. we not probably not going to make the playoffs this coming season. But I guarantee you, down the stretch in, in, in the next four to five years, I guarantee, let's say the next five years, I guarantee you we make the playoffs four times and make a run, if not win a Super Bowl within the next 10 years. Guaranteed. Oh, when guaranteeing if you can guarantee Super Bowl for Joe Burrow, then I, I feel like I don't feel as outlandish for saying that I think Daniel Jones won the Super Bowl too. Some someday down the line, you know. I think he will. So hey man. Who I'm is saying, better than Daniel Jones? Let's end the podcast on that. Who is who is? Who is? Tua take of a lower. That's the dumbest shit. I, I you get me mad. That that take is so stupid. It literally makes no sense, bro. There's no football <laughs> sense behind saying that. Tua Tagovailoa is a better quarterback right now than Daniel Jones? I, will be. Will be. Well, all right, we'll say will be. He will won't. be first. You know he will be. No, he won't. Yo, his own team. Look, I love Tua. I, I He's the potential to be as good as Deshaun Watson. Who does? That's a hot take. Tua Tagovailoa. Look, look. Tua you got to disagree with that. Tua you know. No, I'm, I'm, I'm actually, I'm about to tell you. Tua, Tua, Tua is not. <laughs> better, right? No. He's trying to think. Tua, Tua, listen, Tua is talented. He's very accurate. He can play. But, look, this year was not convincing. Let's relax. It's okay? his rookie and, year coming off on a hip injury, I love it. bro. I love it. Okay, I love that. I love that. Okay, rookie year. The, the injury, if you want to hold the injury up there, that's fine. Fine. The injury can be something we, we talk about. That's fair. Yo, Daniel Jones came in the league from Duke and threw 24 touchdowns his first year, had three, four touchdown games, and no one talks about it. Why? Because you know, you know who else did that early on in their career that fell off? Who? Jared Goff. Jared Goff did not do that early with the Rams. Don't do that. <laughs> yes, he did. To yeah. 20, 2018, his second full year in the league starting, he threw not 32 first. touchdowns. Nice first. And- he didn't start. All, listen, hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up. Jared Goff did not start as many games as Daniel Jones his first year in the league. Jared Goff came into the league in 2017 and was the backup quarterback until the end of the season, mid, mid end of the season, and was still being interchanged with uh, the starting quarterback at that time. His first, first of all, his first full year playing game after game in the league was in 2018, and he threw 32 touchdowns that year. Was that, was that, post, was that post-LA move when, after they got rid of Jeff Fisher, wasn't it, when they got Sean McVay, right? It don't That's, matter. He threw 32 touchdowns. Oh, it matters. <laughs> it matters. We're going to see how much it matters when he's in Detroit this year don't throwing ducks all season. We're going to see. Well, Yo, that's, what I'm, that's what I'm saying. I'm saying 
Daniel Jones, yeah, he got off to a high streak early on, but like he still got a lot to prove before we talking about Super Bowls and we talking about him in the Hall of Fame. Like you got to calm that down. Daniel I get Jones. it. I get it. You're a Giants fan. You're no, a Giants lover, but at the same time, like not- it'd be it'd be great if he could bring the the Giants a Super Bowl. But for that to happen, one, he's got to improve. Two, he. We already seen he's got speed. He can run. I mean, that's not a factor. But at the same time, the Giants need to get some pieces around him to help him do that. Sterling Shepard ain't cutting it. Um, Gallman out of the backfield ain't cutting it. You need some some real players to take to to double up to free somebody else up. Sterling Shepard ain't. This is my one. last pick, though. Before you say your last. Yeah, pick. <laughs> we still on the draft, man. I actually forgot what he I forgot about My last pick, I'm going to have to choose T.O. coming off a broken leg, nine catches, 122 yards in Super Bowl. Of course, they wasn't able to win the game. And according to reports, T.O. said Donovan McNabb was drunk before the game. We don't know all the details. But to come off a broken leg, nine catches, 122 yards, elite. Elite. I think... Eli Manning will end up in the Hall of Fame. I just don't think he's a surefire candidate as you believe. That's all I was saying on that one. Oh, surefire. That's fair. That's fair. I wouldn't put him as a first ballot. I wouldn't put him as first ballot. He's surefire because he did it in the playoffs. He did it in the playoffs. He did it when it mattered the most. And you know how many guys fold in the wheelchair in the playoffs? We have have examples for days in sports. We're going to do it in the biggest moments. So, look, man, like he made his case. He's ironclad. You want, you want to pull up the regular season numbers? You want to pull up the bad seasons? Fine. But in the playoffs, he pulled it off, and that is difficult to do because getting to the dance is one thing. But to win it all, to win it all, yeah. you know, like, what? That's insane. He's he's, he's uh, He cemented it. And and yeah, I, I know I'm a Giants fan, but. Hey. Who's your Super Bowl MVP this year? Who are you going with? Pat Mahomes, and here's why. Pat Mahomes, and here's why. Yo, it's so crazy. <laughs> I feel disrespectful, like, not giving this man more credit than we already given him. We're already praising him, right? Like, we got to understand that Pat Mahomes is, like, what we're seeing from him isn't normal. And I know Greg and I have talked about this all the time. But, like, you think about quarterbacks that came into the league and that look at quarterbacks in their first three years. Lamar Jackson may be the only exception, and maybe not even so. But in terms of, like, winning MVP uh, for a quarterback that early on in your career, that just doesn't happen. He's already done that. He's already won a Super Bowl, and he's played in the league less than five years. Um, you look at other quarterbacks like Baker Mayfield, been in the league a little while. Dak Prescott, been in the league a little while. Um, you know, Ryan Tannehill, like all these other quarterbacks, they don't have – Lamar Jackson, they don't got what this man has. Like this man is special. There is no other quarterback like him. We can't even think of comparisons to people that he plays like because – Again, you're just trying to morph two players to his playing style. He's so unique. There's no quarterback in the past that was like him. He can do – he literally can do it all. He can run. He can throw. He can avoid pressure. You know, he can get the ball out quickly. Like, this man is special, and he's going to do great things in this league. And and he can certainly – if he gets this win on Sunday over the Bucks, it's going to build so much momentum for him for years to come. And um, I honestly think at that point, with, with Andy Reid in, in Kansas City and, and Mahomes and the team that they have now, if they can find a way to continue to build on the players that they have and keep the players that they have on contract for, for years to come, just like the New England Patriots once did, this team going forward will surpass the best of the New England Patriots teams 
and he'll accomplish more rings and, and get more rings than Brady did. I'm guessing you're going with Mahomes, too, for MVP, safe to say? I'm going with Mahomes for MVP, too. I mean, long if you're going with big picture like Chris just did, they're going to lose some Super Bowls on the stretch here. They're of not course. Because they don't get there because – well, that's just the way football works. It's just it doesn't, you know, it is, it's tough for dynasties to survive in, in the NFL. But nah, yeah, Pat Mahomes, he's gonna throw for easy three hundred plus. He's gonna throw four touchdowns. It's it's man, listen, I, I'm I'm so unexcited about this game. I'm not excited, yo. I don't think this is gonna be that close. I pray I'm wrong. I for everybody who listens to this podcast and hears me talk and hopes that I'm wrong all the time and and you know whatever. <laughs> like yo, I hope I'm wrong about this. Like I hope. Um, and it must be tough because I don't be wrong. I don't be wrong often, but was I hope I hope I hope that I'm I, I'm wrong about this because I, I want to see a good game. I want a reason to stay up late that night. Um, but I just I just don't see how the Bucks can stick around. I, I just think Brady's played mediocre quarterback. He's just been a mediocre quarterback throughout the playoffs. If we really being honest, he just has been. He gets. I know we thought everyone's thought giving Tom the love fest, and I get it. Oh, he's the greatest. This blah blah blah. blah. LeBron comparing himself to him and all this stuff. Please let me tell y'all something. Tom Brady is not the same quarterback, and if I'm, I just I just don't see how he can keep up in this game without everything being right around him in this game. I just don't see it. Like. It's it's just it's crazy to me. Like he's like, what we're seeing in Tom's career right now he, is he the he's the smartest game manager of all time, smartest game manager at this point in his career, the smartest game manager of all time. He's like a smart, smarter Alex Smith right now. Speaking of Alex Smith too, they they had the Bucks like Tom Brady in them. Like this is probably one of the the easiest years of Tom Brady's career to yeah. get to the Super Bowl just due to the fact like. They didn't play anybody in the playoffs. In the playoffs, they played Washington, right? And 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 Heine, Alex Smith didn't even play. Heineke was was the quarterback. And Heineke gave him a run for his money. He- Heineke, exactly. Heineke gave him a run for his money. That was a struggle to win that game until the end. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they went and played New Orleans, and you were playing against a hurt Drew Brees. We couldn't awesome. see what Drew Brees really could have done. I mean, the guy was playing with broken ribs and a punctured lung. Um, yeah. You know, it's not the same old, same old Drew Brees, and their defense certainly wasn't the same either. Uh, obviously, James came in and threw that touchdown, but that's besides the point. But at the same time, like, they didn't really play anybody. So this is going to be their first, first test to, like, you know, real. it's going to be crazy to see. Because, it's be bad. again, so we've already safe. seen what the Chiefs can do to them this year. Go ahead. It's safe to say. About the third quarter, we're probably, if we were to go to Greg's house, we're probably watching – Kyrie highlight, so he won't be tuning in after. All right, let's play on Sunday. That layup package. Let's play on Sunday. I'll, I'll probably watch the Nets game. I'll, I'll tune in. I mean, uh, if the Nets are playing and overlaps, I have no problem watching the Nets on Sunday. I'm not really that interested, bro. I don't think this game's gonna be that close. I'll tune in, of course, for the show, but you know, it, it's not that exciting. I'd rather Trans- see Aaron, man. We needed Aaron in the Super Bowl. Transition into our last segment before we get y'all out of here. Cap or facts. <laughs> Cap or facts? Start off with this first one. Nick should build around Julius Randle. Cap or facts? Cap. Cap. What the hell? Cap. <laughs> Cap. Jul- no, no, let's give this man his credit. He's balling. He's he's balling out right now. But again, like at the same time, like he's balling out because he can. Right? He's on the Knicks. He has some free range. But at the same time, <laughs> yo, Gray's face is mad funny. But at at the same time, like. 
he not doing that against like real competition. Let LA come in there. He not he not getting his numbers that he's supposed to. They're not building around him. This man's been in the league a long time. Uh, they'd be silly to build around him. No disrespect to Julius Randle. He's a good player. He's a very good player. He's a good player in the NBA. Very good player. He's he's gotten better. I I respect his game. No. Respectfully. 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 Uh, nah, bro. I can't. I can't. I can't go for that. That you you got to build around your boy Emmanuel quickly, not R.J. Barrett. Emmanuel quickly. We already he know how you feel player. about Barrett. Yo, man, I'm just telling y'all, man, like, it, it, he, his numbers are good this year. He's playing well. He's playing in the system where he's allowed to play. The problem is RJ is not going to be a number one guy on the championship team. You're going to have to bring in somebody else to supplant, to help him out, right? Like, you're going to build around this guy, and there's going to be a player that comes against the team that's already better. To be quite honest, that player is Emmanuel quickly. He's better than him. You already have it. You're going to keep on adding around RJ Barrett, and RJ Barrett's numbers and usage rates are slowly going to go down. And can R.J. Barrett play when the ball's not in his hand as much as it is now? Because, again, that he's not a high usage rate player. You're going to have to – he's going to have to be a guy who fits in in a role. This is just – this is fool's goal, man. Like, he's going to play good defense. He's going to have to knock out, knock down some threes. That's what R.J. Barrett's going to be in the NBA. He is not a superstar. He's, he's not a perennial all-star player. I'm telling you all, bro. He, he is, it is because he has a high usage rate right now that you see this stuff because they have no one better to go to outside of Julius Randle. So he, they're forcing touches. They're trying to see what he is. I'm telling y'all what he is. He is a guy who's going to be a part of the, 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 the picture there, and they're going to have to mix him in and get some other great players around him, and you're going to have to get that true star talent. If they got LaMelo this year, LaMelo would have easily came in, the, in there and outshined him. I don't, think, I don't think Knicks fans would agree with me, would, would disagree with me on that. If they got LaMelo this year, LaMelo would have been their unquestioned star, even with RJ on the roster. I think we all can agree with that. We see what he's doing already in, in Charlotte. But even if we didn't see that, I, I think people would agree with that. Okay, yeah, they're, two different, they're two different players. It was an article by Asherod Blakely on Bleach Report throwing it out there. Should they build around Randall or should they sell high? One of the things that he said in there, it was like, Randall has been balling out. He's been playing well, but he needs help. So a player like, for example, he threw out there, Victor Oladipo, and to him to have another high scoring guard so it's not so much on Julius Randle's plate I threw it out there I think Julius Randle has been balling I think he needs help I wouldn't per se have him as your focal point but I think he can bring value to a playoff team or a championship team one a or option two or option three hands down cap of facts Funny enough, Chris kind of alluded to it, but let's hear what y'all think. Mahomes and Reed tandem will be more successful than the Brady and Belichick tandem. Cap or facts? That's hard. That's hard. It, it's, it's, it's hard because of what – and Greg, yeah, it's hard because of what we've already seen Brady and Belichick do. It's going to be hard to run that up. You may get close and you may not get there, but it's hard to see – like, for example, how long Reed is going to stay in Kansas City. And we already know Mahomes. Mahomes signed there for life. Like, he not going nowhere. He got the bag. He got $510 million over 10 years. Like, he not going nowhere. I don't think Andy Reed's going nowhere either, but he's older. He's older than Belichick. So, it's like, I don't, I don't know. But I, I, I'm going to say, I'm going to say facts. I'm going to say facts. Because I, I, I see that much in Mahomes. He's a dog. He, we already talked. We don't need to get back into it. I'm going to say facts. 
because we know we know what this man can do. Greg, cap or facts? I'm gonna go cap I, I, because I think the league's gonna catch up with with Randy Reed and Mahomes. I just think at some point they're gonna catch up. I think the quarterbacks How? to the NFL. Are, I'm about to tell you the, quarter- <laughs> 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 the quarterbacks that come into the league are getting better and better year by year. You're just seeing young, more young quarterbacks have success. You're seeing teams start to pick fast wide receivers that look like that are built like Tariq. Um, the tight ends even look different coming out of college now. Teams are going to catch up, man. I mean, two players I already see in this draft that that instantly kind of fit the mold of the Chiefs, and you know they're not they're not going to end up on the Chiefs. They're, they're going to be top ten, top fifteen picks. Kyle Pitts, who's a lot like Kelsey but faster, that's scary. And then they have a Jalen Waddle, who's like three kill, like who I hope will be a giant. But that's a whole different discussion. The point is, I, I, I really, yo, I, I just think that leaves them to catch up to what they're doing. I, I just, I, you know, I, you know what I mean? Like, it's hard to do what Belichick and Brady have done. I mean, also factoring in the cheating. We have to factor in the cheating. I, I, people seem to forget about the cheating when you talk about the Patriots. I get it. It's not the reason why they were the best team in the league. And is that it, it mattered? It mattered. Didn't they get caught filming on the on the side? We talked about this in another podcast. Bengals, Bengals, Jets game, man. Bengals, Jets game. They were. It was playing the Bengals the next week, and and they they were filming they, uh the game. Filming your plays. They were filming the Bengals plays. The Bengals. Yo, that was when y'all had no one. <laughs> they were they were cheating against the Bengals. Were crying out loud. They deflated the deflated football controversy. All that good stuff. Listen, man. Spygate, right? Um. It matters, and and if you want to be, if you want to sit on the moral high horse, you can say, okay, fine, the Chiefs will pass them because you can't look at them that way. I know people, I know people, I know football fans who are knowledgeable who can't look at this Patriots and give them all these roses because of that, and it, it goes for Tom Brady too. That's fine, I respect that. But if we're gonna talk about sustainability, long time, and you're talking about shuffling players in and out, and it doesn't really matter, then I, I don't think the, I don't know the Chiefs are gonna do that. The Chiefs have to keep what they have intact. It's gonna be difficult to do that for that long of a period of time. Um, but they have the better quarterback, so it's it's a chance. I'll, I'll go cap, but I'm, I'm going with a light cap, very light. Yeah, let me ask you this, though. If, if the Chiefs win on Sunday, right, mm-hmm. they get two back-to-back, who's checking them next year? Oh, they'll be – I mean, look, um, you don't see it. You don't. You have to wait to the draft. You have to wait until free agency happens to know who can contend. That's the reality of it. We, it's too early. Because in football, it really doesn't matter. Like free agency can change your can change your team. Um, yeah, and, and that's one hundred percent true. I mean, he he say he gonna say whatever team Deshaun Watson go to. <laughs> uh, <he won't. laughs> no, no, I mean, no, not even because that doesn't count as free agency. In all seriousness, though, like it's the little moves, like getting more cornerbacks in your backfield, like just the great the great defense. There's gonna be a defense that makes it hard on one of these one of these. Runs. I'm telling you, it's coming. Like teams are loading up on corners. Um, I even notice it in a small perspective with the Giants. Like, they load up on their corners. Like, teams do that. The Ravens load up on their corners. They, they're not going to pass rushes as much. Like, they're going to try to really make things difficult in that passing game of the Chiefs. So, um, we'll see after – after I can answer that question better after free agency and that, after I see the moves and I see the trades, the big trades that happen. But if the if you're talking about trades and Deshaun Watson, he's an NFL Jet, so he will be – he'll be irrelevant. Yeah. Last one. I want to play a little clip for y'all. For this last one of the cap or facts. <laughs> Funk flex. You got to turn it up, bro.
It just look like he's saying to the boy. <laughs> You gonna have to paraphrase after what he's saying because I can't hear it. No audio on mine either. All right, there you go. Here, run that back. So, Flex, he decided to say in this clip. Drake is better than Jay-Z. The reason behind he Stop said this, it. let Stop me give it. you the paraphrase of what he said. The reason behind him saying this was the versatility, the singing, the rapping. If we're just talking about the music, Drake is better than Jay-Z. Drake is the GOAT. Capper facts. Facts. I've been saying Drake the GOAT for a minute, bro. Drake done stamped it for a while, bro, to me. I mean, yo, it's 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 the longevity. It's the longevity, bro. And I know Jay Z's the king of longevity. Jay, if there's no there's a wrong there's no wrong answer depending on who you are. So music is subjective. So if you're gonna say Jay Z's the goat, I'm not mad at you um, at all. It's fair. But yo, it, it's the versatility. It's the longevity. It's the fact that he could do this forever, bro. Like Drake is that dude. Like for real, for real. I think. I mean. And, and so many albums like just come to mind. Like obviously you've got you know Take Care, um, you've got Nothing Was the Same, which is hot, classic. Um, we gonna talk. And then I, even his first, even that first debut album, um, was incredible. It was incredible. So I don't know, man. I, and, and he's got albums in between that were fire too, bro. Like I, I be telling people, bro. Like it, it's it's incredible the body of work, the discography that Drake put together. I think people people take it for granted right now because we're in it. Because we're in it right now. I think as we as he starts to, he'll never fade away. But as you start to look back on it and you start to play his stuff, just go on Apple Music and play his greatest hits, bro. You there's no skips. There's no skips. <laughs> there's no skips. You're not skipping a Drake song. It's all it's all subjective. And you might be listening, you might be one of them who's listening to NLE Chopper or something like that. I don't know. But Let's get it, out it, of here. Who listening to NLE Chopper? Know, hey, like, yo, hold on. NLE Chopper, if you hear this, we do not want you on the show. No, you're wild. <laughs> <laughs> you are trash <laughs> respectfully <laughs> nah bro in all seriousness bro when you when, when you when you play Drake stuff but there's no skips his versatility for days he, he, he's incredible bro if I and Flex Flex and Drake don't even like each other bro that that's real like that came from the bottom of his heart Flex nah man that's respect Drake, Drake is that Drake is that dude man Listen, shout, out crazy. To, shout out to Million Dollars Worth of Game. That clip was from Million Dollars Worth of Game. Shout out to their podcast. Want to give them the credit. Don't want to get sued. So that was from Million Dollars Worth of Game right there. Shout out to Wallow. Yeah, shout out, shout out to them for real. But uh, Greg, you know what's crazy? You changed my opinion when you was uh, defending your boy Drake. And the reason that I was going to say Jay-Z until you brought up Drake's versatility and not only can he sing and can he rap, if it was if we were just talking about rapping, I think Jay Z got it, hands down, because they both had that longevity. Um, but I, I think Jay Z's got it just just for everything that he's done. But in terms of like connecting with different type of uh, audiences, and when I say audiences, I mean like for example, my pops, right? My pops listened to Jay Z growing up, like that was his favorite artist. Like, and then I came up on Jay Z, you know years later and then that was my favorite artist type of thing like drake not doing that 
in my opinion, I don't think. I don't think like your dad, your dad ain't grow up on Drake. You know what I'm saying? Now, maybe now, like if, if, if you had a kid, right, your kid might grow up on Drake and that might be his favorite artist. That's a different discussion. But at the same time, if we talking about all around versatility, I, I got to agree with Greg. I mean, I'm a big Drake fan too. You know, I like his music. I got <laughs> both albums on my phone that we were just talking about. But uh, Jay-Z, man, if I had to pick somebody, somebody that, if I could only listen to one person, for me, it'd be Jay-Z. But that's not saying that Drake isn't a better overall artist. Um, I, st- I still can't put that into words because I feel disrespectful doing that. Yo, I take real quick. Drake got four, hot, four classic albums, Take Care, Nothing Was the Same, More Life. Um, and he's got, I think he's about to drop another one, bro. I think he's about to drop another classic album. Yeah, the, the one that uh, Certified Lover Boy. Yeah, Certified Lover Boy. And the album with Throwaways he put together um recently um wow the fact that i can forget the name of the album tells you anything i just used to know about it but it even that album was was better than most people's album you know what i'm saying like it was throwaways bro it was something he was never going to release so yeah nah man drake drake about to have by the time his career over he's gonna have at least four classic albums four and people don't agree hot take is because people don't agree with more life i've said it in music circles and people get you know get they people are weird about their music music purists but i think more life is a classic album bro you was talking about Dark Lane demo tapes, right? Dark Lane demo tapes, yes, sir. Not yeah, class, that's not a class, not a classic. I want no one to cut no film me saying that Dark Lane demo <laughs> Dark Lane demo tapes is not a classic. But more life, nothing was the same. Uh, take care, certified, certified. My opinion. Well, there wraps up this episode. Shout out to Drake, yo. If you want to come on the show, definitely come on the show. OVO, yes. OVO team everybody jordan all that shout out to drake shout out to october's very own send me that send me that certified lover boy gear bro i need that that, send us some gear exactly (laughs) (laughs) but i'm going with drake drake's my favorite artist jay-z is definitely one of the greats and we don't want to disrespect jay-z but if y'all stay ready you don't got to get rid of me Woo! Said that real too fast. Run that back. Y'all run back. <laughs> if y'all stay ready, you don't gotta get ready. Bench mob, we out. Peace. 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 Hey, real quick.